Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello, welcome. It's great to be sitting back at my desk in the EFTM studio. Episode 313 of Your Tech Life, thanks to the good people at Garmin, garmin.com.au and Netgear's Arlo range of smart home security cameras. Tell you about both of those things shortly. Uh, back from Vegas. Don't need really to dwell on that, do I? Um, I'm pretty sure you know everything I did because basically I was either on the Truman Show, Big Brother, or something with the vlogs. I quite enjoyed doing the video blogs. I don't know if you saw them. If you haven't, then uh, they're on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash EFTM online. Um, I don't know. Search for EFTM on YouTube. You might find it. If you follow me on Twitter, you've definitely seen links to them. If you're on the Facebook page, um, you would have seen them there as well. Um, had a great time in Las Vegas. Uh, absolute and sincere thanks to Jeff Quattromani, who basically kept EFTM pumping during uh, CES with a bunch of great articles. Adam Phillips, uh, one of my best mates, who came in at last uh, the last minute to replace the Bowen, who couldn't make it. Uh, and he covered all things cars, again, keeping EFTM pumping with that. And to uh, my great mate Rob Locke from Food Wine Dine on Twitter, if you want to follow him on Twitter and uh, Instagram, Food Wine Dine. Uh, unbelievable content, and he was, the, he was the man that put together the video content during that week. Um, a sensational week, so much great technology, and pro- probably most interesting, the, the trends that we saw, and I'll, I, I think we'll talk about that shortly, but you know, it was kind of good to be reaffirmed in in what I'd kind of seen, I guess, and pre- and predicted. I don't want to be a futurist here, but, uh, you know, thinking that, um, that uh, you know, we would see a, an emergence or an increase in the virtual reality conversation, those kind of things in 2016 was pretty much proven there at CES. So thank you for your um, loyalty and your downloads and, and for listening and, and tweeting and getting involved over the week of CES. But now it is time to get cracking on... A year ahead in your tech life. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor Long's the world's best techie. He's the kind of guy we picked on at school. And it wasn't fair, but he don't care, he's cool today. So before we talk autonomous cars, because I feel like that's the untouched subject of CES, uh, although we've written a bit about it at EFTM, uh, let's talk about 2016. Uh, it's going to be huge, let me tell you that right now. I mean, that's that's the best I can predict right right, right now. I think we started well with CES. I, um, I, as I mentioned at the end of last year, I finish up my day job at SBS in a little over a month. Um, I'll be there until basically the first week and a bit of March, but um, between now and then, I'm uh, I'm working less days of the week and spending more days thinking about what's next and uh, coming up with cunning plans. Uh, that's all ahead. But um, 
Lots of cool things. Uh, we're off to Barcelona again. I say weird because you come with me. I mean, in spirit, you know, I'll do a podcast from over there. Uh, we're going to Barcelona with Huawei um, in uh, the end of February to Mobile World Congress. I went there last year with Ford. Um, so a bunch of new mobile phones going to hit the hit the floor. Samsung Galaxy S7. Uh, Huawei obviously must be releasing something, otherwise why would you take us? Um, you know, I don't think we'll see new flagship, but certainly new phones from Sony. Uh, we could see the new LG flagship phone. So a bunch going on there. Alcatel One Touch. So there'll be a bit, um, as well as other stuff other than mobile phones, hopefully. So that'll be an interesting one at the end of the month. We're also going to go to Amsterdam to uh, check out the Ajax, I believe it's pronounced, but looks like Ajax to me. Uh, stadium where Huawei have a, a Wi-Fi solution that, that's apparently beyond this world. So we'll check that out. Um, a lot of products, launches and things to come up this year. I'll try and get to as many of them as, as possible. Um, but more importantly, I'm going to try and you know create a lot more content for EFTM, uh, a lot more videos for the YouTube channel. I'm going to start doing car videos, uh, just simple, easy ones um, that uh, that can get you behind the wheel of some of the cars we get to drive. We've got some great cars coming up already in the in the schedule. So, by goodness me, you want to hang on to your hats and uh, and brace yourself. It's going to be a fun year ahead, and it's always fun to bring you along the ride. I mean, that's the cool part is, you know, people who tweet, um, you know, what you think about things, what you think about uh, cars, technology, whatever it might be that, that you see. Um, it's actually really useful because I like to think I'm still well in touch with, with the, the average everyday Joe. Um, you know, in terms of what you're seeing in technology. But obviously the challenges, I, I always have the latest stuff around me. I'm surrounded by it. So sometimes it's those calls that I get, those emails, those those um, uh, phone calls to your tech life, whatever they might be, that ask the questions that make me realize that's still a question that needs to be answered. And I think still streaming uh, services is a huge part of that. You know, what is happening with Stan and Presto and Netflix? Are, uh, how many people have tried it? Um how many people have, have, have signed up? How many people have still signed up? How many people have stopped? So always good to hear what you're thinking about those things. So don't ever be afraid to voice those uh, thoughts and opinions uh, on the Twitter or on the email. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Uh, I'd be interested in your thoughts. What do you think's big for 2016? What, what do you think's ahead? Um, always fun to fun to get, get in touch and, and have a conversation about that because this is Your Tech Life. Just as much as is mine. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So autonomous cars. It, it's a fun topic. It's its kind of up there with drones and hoverboards and all these different topics because they're a, I don't know, they're, they're this dreamy thing. You know, we, we've seen the Jetsons. We've had flying cars. We, thankfully, we're not talking about flying cars, although that drone that took passengers at CES was interesting. Um, but let's talk autonomous cars. What's the reality here? Um, now, I'm not normally in the habit of, you know, bagging individuals. But there was a bloke who uh, has recently appeared on television and and said that we will we'll have autonomous cars within three years in Australia. That's complete bull. It just won't happen. Uh, I'm happy to go on the record and say that. Now, three years is a long time, but it's also a long time in legislative terms uh, and in road terms. Now, my experience with autonomous driving is quite many and varied. The, the Tesla Model S is, without question, the most um, technically capable car in terms of autonomous driving. Um, 
the the car can absolutely drive itself kilometres on a freeway without you intervening. However, you are required to keep your hand on the wheel because it knows and it prompts you after about 500 metres or, or a kilometre to do so. Um, it can absolutely steer without you, but it needs you to have some level of control. And I believe that's uh, legislative, if not protective, in Australia. In other countries, the software works slightly differently. Um, I've driven Audis, Infinities, Mercedes. But there's lots of cars that will guide themselves through corners on freeways. And I have no doubt that basically with software, uh, those cars could be upgraded to do it for many kilometres. However, in reality, there's a lot of variables on the road and we are a long way off the Google car concept of a car that can really see everything around it and I guess work harder to to avoid things that go on. Now, my experience with the Tesla wasn't awesome. It was awesome because it's a great car, but it was a little scary. Now, it's scary in one level because you just don't want to let go of the steering wheel. It freaks you out. Like, why, why on earth would I let go? That That's just crazy. Um, but when you do, you feel quite comfortable that, you know, that there's there's a very smart computer behind it. But then something happens that freaks you out, like uh, you get to a, a part of the road where the, the lane gets quite wide and then veers off in two directions. Where did the car go and how does it deal with that? And frankly, driving through tunnels freaks me out because I feel like the, the smog in the tunnels makes the walls about the same color as the floor. So how does the car know that there's walls? And oh, you just it, it just really messes with your head. And I did have some occasions to literally take control of the car when I felt it was not in control fully. Now, it may have been, but I didn't feel comfortable. We are a long way off. And one of the stats recently Google released was that its its own cars have been involved in accidents only because its cars obey the laws and other cars don't. So if we had every car company and every car being autonomous and we wiped out all the non-autonomous cars, it'd be perfect. We'd be like zipping around. But unfortunately, we have human beings still on the road, so there's a bunch of things going on there. Google is probably the closest to the autonomous car. They really are, because that's what they're working on is an autonomous car. Tesla, for example, is working on a, a motor vehicle that can, using software, do more for you. So do you see how they're coming from the traditional motoring space and very rapidly moving towards autonomy, while Google is working 100% on autonomy? Um, legislatively, they're not allowed to drive those things on the road. Someone has to be in the car. There's a whole bunch of things that have to happen, and there will be. You think? Here's an here's an analogy. When drugs are created to cure cancer, let alone help with the common cold, they have to go through strict medical trials. Do you not think that a vehicle that is going to purportedly be autonomous would have to go through, frankly, years of trials? Yes, because Australia is a different country to everywhere else. Our roads are different to America. America's roads are different to Europe. European countries are different to each other. It's a long way off. It is exciting and it is coming, but it is not three years away. All the car companies are working towards it, but they will incrementally step towards autonomy in the same way that cruise control became a standard feature in cars, an adaptive cruise control, the cruise control that's in many modern cars that allows you to not have to adjust the brakes 
because a car is in front of you, it, it knows the car is there and slows down. And when you pull out, it accelerates because the car's not there. And it keeps you to a maximum speed limit, thus the, the adaptive cruise control. That's awesome. Those things incrementally improve the car experience, they improve the, improve the driving experience, and basically do a whole bunch for, for improving uh, the, the steps towards autonomy. But we're a long way off. I, I'm excited about it. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying, just chill, everyone. There's 500 Teslas on the road in Australia. There are a million other cars sold every year. Uh, we're, we're a long way off that being a, a high percentage of vehicles that, that do anything like autonomy. It's exciting. I'm excited, but it's not three years away. Would love to know what you think. Would love to know whether you are excited about autonomous driving or whether or not it's a load of garbage or whether or not you're worried about autonomous driving. Let me know. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Jump on Twitter, at Trevor Long, or at Your Tech Life, and at EFTM. Follow them all, because, hey, why not? Uh, and jump onto the Facebook page. Just go to trevorlong.com. So what about a watch that's both a GPS and a training watch? And it's a refined timepiece. Demanding athletes do not have to compromise. With Phoenix 3 from Garmin, uh, they've, they've achieved the ultimate fusing of the state-of-the-art fitness training features and satellite navigation with rugged, attractive construction and customizable smartwatch capabilities. Life is a multi-sport event. Be ready for anything. The Phoenix 3 Sapphire is a gorgeous timepiece uh, available in the HR model, which, which has heart rate built in, silver with a leather, leather band, gold, rose gold tone and with white band, titanium there are a lot of these beautiful things uh the phoenix 3 um is available in gray with a black band and silver with a red band they are beautiful uh you are you have to check them out they are at, at garmin.com.au uh the phoenix 3 powered by garmin garmin connect uh check the full range out at garmin.com.au your tech life with trevor long Thank you for listening. It's great to be back in the country to start the year on Your Tech Life. If you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology, get on the phone. Say good day. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Amanda. Hi, Trevor. What can I do for you? Um, so I've got a question about noise-cancelling headphones, mm-hmm. the over-the-ear ones or the, the newer in-ear um, ones that are available. What's the difference? What's going to be the best value for money as well as the best noise-cancelling uh, um, function? So it's funny. I've tried a lot of them. Um, the, the two standouts in the market are, without question, Bose. Bose have the QC20s and the QC25s. The 25s are over-the-ear headphones. And the 20s, I think they're called 20s anyway, they, they're in ear. So I figure let's, if we're going to talk about comparing the two types, let's talk about the same brand and then, then you can make the, the decision. So the, the QC25s, in my opinion, are the best noise-canceling things on the market. You know, they are without question outstanding music quality but also brilliant noise-canceling. The, the in-ear ones, the QC20s, frankly, they're the ones I use. Mainly because I find them better on a plane to have plugs in your ears than big things over your ears because then no matter which way your head flops and falls depending on where you're sleeping, you get a better you get a better comfort level. But they're probably not as good at noise cancelling because the point about the over-ear ones is that basically just by putting headphones over your ears, you are blocking out some noise. So therefore, yes. the noise cancelling effect of these you know many hundred dollar headphones is better when they're over the ear. So it really just depends on whether or not you want the best noise cancelling 
or you want comfort or style? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. What, what I are do. you looking for? Um, I think probably um, the, the comfort factor of the in ones is probably going to win out, I yeah, think, because yeah. um, I do have a bit of travel to do this year, um, particularly on um, you know international flights. Mm. So I'm thinking that that actually might be the better value for money. Um, but it's good to know that I guess they're both you know, quite comparable apart from oh, the fact that obviously you're going to get it a better, um, a better noise cancelling from the over the year. I just came back from the States. I had the, the little in-ear ones from Bose, um, which I bought stupid, only stupidly, I say stupidly, but I literally just forgot my headphones going to Melbourne once. So instead yep. of buying a $50 pair, I bought the $400 pair, but I haven't regretted it, right? That's the yep. thing. I've not regretted it. Now, I have a set of Bose non-noise cancelling in-ear headphones and I use them for, you know, walking to the train station and, you know, out and about. I wouldn't yep. bother with the noise cancelling ones for that. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the advantage of the noise cancelling is exceptional. So, yeah, I would probably go down that route. There are a bunch on the market. Um, you know, you get what you pay for, I would say to you, quite simply. So okay. it just depends what you can budget. Where are you off to travelling-wise? Um, heading over to the States um, and then to the Cook Islands for a wedding. Oh, la-di-da. Sounds wonderful. Well, I had them charged. I think I had charged them fully, and I went all the way to the States. And then when I got on the plane to come back, the little battery light was flashing. Now, I don't know whether the noise cancellation just gets worse or whether it switches off, but they were still noise cancelling when we got back. So they lasted probably 15, 20 hours easy. Um, Oh, that's great. That's good to know. So good luck, safe travels, and enjoy the headphones. And thank you very much. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. That's okay. Get in touch, say good day. If you've got a question, a problem, a comment about anything technology, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Good day, Andrew. Hi, how are you going? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, right, so uh, a good couple of weeks ago, I noticed that um, my uh, Apple iWatch digital crown is, um, it's got a little bit of a, um, it's a little bit stiff uh, when, you, when you go to rotate it either, either way. Because it's normally very fluid, right? It is, absolutely, absolutely. So I um, uh, I've, I called um, Apple, the Apple store at High Point in, uh, in Melbourne, Victoria, and, uh, and they put me through to a tech genius. I uh, had a quick quick chat with them, and uh, they actually told me to, uh, to, to run it under cold water for 10 to 15 seconds while, while start turning the digital crown. Really? Now, that was really, so, so. Really, hang on. Yeah, so yeah. you rang the store, and they transferred you through the Apple system to someone who said, "Run it underwater." Correct. Correct. Wow. Correct. Now I'm a little bit skeptical because it is. Uh, you know, I've seen YouTube videos of people jumping the sea and swimming pools and all that sort of stuff, but it's a you know six seven hundred dollar watch. <laughs> I can't um, can't justify you know uh, uh, you know running it under underwater. Uh, so I haven't done anything yet. It's still sticking, and I just wanted your, your personal advice to see to see what you think. So the Apple Watch is not waterproof, but it is splash and water resistance. So okay. they say it's fine to use during you know when you're getting sweaty. It's fine in the rain, and it's fine while washing your hands because it would be ridiculous if you had any watch. That, that couldn't get a bit of a splash while you're washing your hands. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What are, I'm just quickly looking up what they say around the place. Uh, uh, submerging in water for a long period of time, swimming or 
bathing, uh, pressurized or high velocity water. You know, I think they're right. I think that's safe. I mean, I've never worn one in the shower, but I know I saw a tweet early on from a guy who said his wife's been wearing it for a week and never never takes it off uh, apart from charging. So, uh, mate, I actually think that's probably the best advice they could give because it probably is. You think about it. Why are they saying that? It's probably dust, yeah? It's probably small dust particles have got in there. So wherever the dust can get, the water can get too. Yes, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll... I mean, you know, the only thing to do, if you're, if you're absolutely, like, panic worried, but I wouldn't... To be honest, I wouldn't be. I think it's... Simple advice, because you don't want to. You're not going to submerge it for ten minutes, mate. You're gonna you're gonna run the tap. You only need to do that top corner where the crown is, so you don't have to run the whole thing underwater. Just where the crown is, roll it up and down. If you're worried, though, I would ring back the store. I would have the conversation again, and I would ask for the person's name and employee number. <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. because mate, they'll sure. have it on record. They record every call they get, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. if worse comes to worse. And you do that, and this, and the watch goes bung. You ring me, and we will say to Apple, "Hang on a minute, you recommended this." Okay, all right, sure thing, sure thing. I'll give it a go. Give it a whirl. Give Email a me. Let me know how it goes, my friend. Yeah, sure thing. No problems. Thanks right. very much. Good on you. And if you, Thanks, if, good on you, mate. If you've got a question, a problem, or you want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, just jump on the website eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear Arlo, the Arlo smart security system with two HD cameras. You can buy them at great retailers. You can check them out at arlo.com slash au. 100% wire-free. Arlo keeps track of the people and places you care about in most brilliant HD. Uh, Provides live viewing from your smartphone and sends notification alerts straight to you when motion is detected. You place the Arlo cameras in hard-to-reach places, indoors and outdoors, and watch over your home from anywhere. No cords, no outlets, means you can place them on the fence, you can place them on the telegraph pole, you can place them on the upstairs gutter, you can put them anywhere. They're weatherproof, they're night vision, you can have every angle covered. Bowen bought a couple of these for his house, Bowen, Chris Bowen, who works with me on EFTM, and put one on the back fence looking at the house, and he sent me a video um, which was on uh, on his back fence in the middle of the night, there was like a cat just walked up to it and started sniffing it and looking at it. It was freaky as all heck because it was night vision and these big whiskers, oh, it was freaky. But, you know, you've got to keep track of things. You've got to know what's happening out there. Check it out at arlo.com slash au. So Logitech uh, Harmony is the brand they use for their universal remote controls. Now, the uh, Logitech Harmony range was expanded uh, this this week with seamless control throughout the home. A new lineup of Harmony remotes delivering smart home control. So this is a, a companion. It is it is a beautiful remote control, but it is also smartphone operated. So what happens is you get this little hub which sits in front of your TV and, and pr- provides the infrared signals to your TV. You program your remote control via an app on your smartphone by telling it what model and make, uh, TV, set-top box, all those other things that you have. And then you create actions within that. But here's the cool thing. You can use your smartphone as the remote. And then, to make things even better, it has integration. So that your actions, like let's say you say you have an action that says movie night. You press that. You can dim the lights. 
It could even pull the blinds down. It could, it could turn the television on. It could switch it to Apple TV. It could load up the movies. Whatever. You actually program actions throughout the, the, the remote and the, and the app. You can set it up with all the major um, set-top boxes and TVs. But it's the smart home stuff that takes this to the next level. I've got Philips Hue here in the office, and I could set it so that it turns on my projector, turns on the Foxtel box, switches it to the movie channel, and sets the color to blue. Or I could set it to be bright white, put it on the sport channel. Uh, all these actions are available to, to create on your own in the app, uh, and then they're available on the actual Harmony remote as well. The Harmony Elite is the product that I've been testing. Uh, fantastic uh, little little bit of kit. Uh, and uh, I'll have a full review up at eftm.com.au soon. Uh, they should ship at around $249 for the uh, companion remote. Uh, the Elite, uh, a little bit more than that because it's got a touch screen on the front. So really, really nice thing. Uh, I'm just quickly checking the press release. doesn't have the pricing for the Elite. But um, beautiful product. Well worth checking out if you're looking for a universal remote control. You go 10 steps further here with Logitech's Harmony Companion. I love it. Uh, I'll take a few photos, put a review up at eftm.com.au. But in the meantime, if you're looking for that kind of product, you know what to check out. Logitech Harmony uh, at the big retailers from February. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Donna. You. I'm good. How can I help you? I was just wondering. Um, I bought negatives from our wedding 13 years ago. Didn't we all? I mean, they charge extra <laughs> for that too, didn't they? I've had them sitting here at home um, all this time, and mm. I want to uh, convert them onto a CD somehow. Okay. And I want to go somewhere reputable maybe to get it done. So to be and clear, wondering... you, you don't want to do it yourself? <laughs> no, not really, no. Yeah. Well... When you say reputable, what's the what's the? How do you judge reputable? Um, obviously, maybe got a good reputation uh, yep. that other people have gone to and had that done as well. Yep. Look, I these days everything's changed so much. Yeah, I know, I know. Look, I I haven't used a service myself, but a little look around. There's a couple that kind of rise to the top for me. Are you in Sydney? Yes. So. Um, there's one that's, I believe, out at Blacktown. But again, postal. Okay. You, you can probably post them out easily. Um, and they're on the internet as photodigitalservices.com.au. So, okay. And I, yep. all I did here, to be clear, I did a little bit of Googling and then tried to find, you know, conversations about these places. So the other one is yep. transfercenter.com.au. Photo digital center. The transfer center, center and photo digital services. What I like about photo digital services is they've got a few people with comments, you know, customer testimonials. They've got a phone number on the front page, which is a good Sydney number. I feel like it's just a little shop that's set up a website and they're ready to do what you want. Plus, get this, their prices are on the internet. So, you know, you kind of... I feel I feel good about someone who's willing to put their prices out there and, and know what they're going to charge. And that's probably the best you can do in terms of actually vetting a company unless you do get a verbal recommendation from someone who's used them. Right, Okay. Um, but yep. that you know, just reading through what they've done, reading through the kind of services they offer, um, they talk about all the things you want to hear. So, um, 
uh, you, you want things that are going to be cleaned. Um, minor scratches and dust will be minimized using their software. That's not a bad thing. Um, so there's a bunch of kind of additional things they're doing there. So they also say they have pickup and delivery services for orders over $500. I don't know how many. How many did you say you've got? Do you know how many photos there are? Oh, there's, there's a few hundred photos. So a few hundred photos just looking at their pricing. You're going to pay about between 60 and 80 cents per photo. So okay. you, you might want to work Which it. sounds reasonable. I think so. I mean, you're going to get them on a mm. disc. And, and then the good thing is it's a disc. You can copy it 100 times and give it to your friends or probably, you know what you do. Are you, are you on the cloud anywhere? Have you got any yes. cloud? So back them up yes. to the cloud. And the other, here's another great tip for wedding photos. Put them on Facebook. And what, yep. what you do is you put them on Facebook. And you might, a lot of people don't know this. When you put something on Facebook, you can actually backdate them. So, for example, we, we, we got married in Las Vegas 11 years ago, and we, we streamed it on the internet. How nerdy of me. Um, and we've got the video of that, and I put it on Facebook, but Facebook didn't exist in 2004, but I put it up with that date. So now every year on our Vegas wedding anniversary, that video comes up as a memory, plus I can uh-huh. share it. And you know what? For all time going forward, people can look back at that date and they can see those photos. So it'll be a nice way of sharing and storing that memory. Yes. Cool? Yes. Yeah, very smart. Easy done. All right? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your help. That, I'll have a look at both places. and um, Email me and let me know. Sounds good. I'd love to know how they go. Email me and let me know, all right? Yes, I will. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Thank you. Bye. No worries. And if you've got a question, a problem, a comment, just get on the blower. Uh, 1-800-157-157 or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Well, there we go. That's it. That's another show in the can. The first studio show for 2016. I look forward to bringing you many, many more. I look forward to your company because without you, I can't really do a show. I could just talk to myself. Uh, But it's great to have your company. It's great to have your questions and comments and thoughts about technology. I don't care whether you've just bought something and you want to tell the world about it. Get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Please say hello on Twitter. Um, Many of you do, but many more of you should. I know how many of you are out there listening now if you know my number text me if you have a, have my email email me but i actually prefer the tweets i love the tweets i probably respond to those better than anything else uh lots of great things coming up in 2016 if you've got ideas throw them at me um if you just want to say good day throw it at me at trevor long on twitter the website trevorlong.com takes you to the facebook page of course eftm.com.au to get in touch more broadly and uh let's talk again next week on your tech life 